Kelsey Grammer is Scrooge. I can't get Kramer out of my mind. That was, of course, the great story, The Christmas Carol, written by Charles Dickens in the mid-1800s. Wonderful story about a man named Ebenezer Scrooge, who was not a nice man. He was focused on himself. He was greedy. He was totally caught up in one person and one person only, Ebenezer. Today, we just saw a video in which we saw him on Christmas Day, and he was a different man. But if you'd have seen him the night before, you'd have seen a different person. He was a guy who was just focused on this little world right in here, this little person, Ebenezer. Then that night, uh, as you remember the story, he was visited in a dream by three ghosts, the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. What I like to remember is that Ebenezer would not have had the now moment of Christmas Day without the long night the night before. So we're going to talk about today, the long night before the now. If you're joining us for the first time, we hope that you do feel the warmth and the light that is just coming from the Holy Spirit in our church today. It is beaming out into this community. We're looking at that word now, and we're focusing on how God is a God of the now. He isn't a God of 2,010 years ago. He's a God who comes into this very place right here, right now. We talked last week about how we have these impediments, roadblocks in our lives. Some of them might be, for example, like the shepherds, we have sheep. Remember, the shepherds saw the glory of the Lord that shone around them, and then they left their sheep. Imagine if they'd stayed with their sheep, but they left their sheep to visit the baby in the manger. A lot of us stay with our sheep, don't we? What is your sheep this morning? Maybe it's your work routine. You get up, and you just have stayed with that sheep for like the last 30 years. But maybe God wants you to leave it. Maybe not your job, but he wants you to leave that sheep, that routine. We also saw last week that in relative historic terms... The birth of Jesus really is now. Sometimes we think of Jesus being born 2,010 years ago. That was a long time ago. But we looked at the historical chart of a football field, and we saw that if you were to put the whole history of the world, of the earth being formed, of the water and the dry land, of birds and of animals and of plants, that would take up 99 yards on that football field. But if you were to just figure out how long humans, you and I have been around in this face of the earth, it's only been one yard of 99 yards. But if you were to find out how long has Jesus been here on that football field in proximity to us, that is just one tiny blade of grass on this huge football field. It still is now. It still is now. By the way, thanks for sending me all of the emails and just fun stuff throughout the week. I know you are continuing to put up your Christmas lights, a very fun thing to do. Some people have decided to do different things. Here's a guy who decided to put up a dummy on the side of his house that looks like a guy hanging off the side of his house. Now, you're laughing, but this, this dummy caused a lot of trouble for this neighborhood. This guy writes in this, Good news is that I truly outdid myself this Christmas. Bad news is I had to take him down after two days. I had more people coming up and screaming at my house than ever. Two great stories. One was the cops who asked me to take it down because traffic was wrecking in front of my house. Second was a dear 55-year-old lady who grabbed a 75-pound ladder and almost killed herself putting it against the house. Didn't realize it was fake till she climbed to the top. She was not happy. By the way, she was one of many people who attempted to do that. My yard couldn't take it either. I have more fire, tire tracks where people literally drove up on my yard. Just a public service announcement, don't hang a dummy off the side of your house. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at 
a figure we're going to call Zach today. His name is Zachariah. He didn't have just a one-night experience, a one-long night like Ebenezer Scrooge. He had nine months of a long night before he could have the now in his life. Just to give you a little bit of a picture into Zechariah, he was a fourth-generation pastor, which I can kind of relate to. He was, his father was a pastor, his grandfather was a pastor, his great-grandfather was a pastor. He had made it to the highest rank. He was a high priest in the temple. He was married to a wonderful woman named Elizabeth, and she came from a great family. Zechariah married up in his life, and I could say that I probably did the same as well. Zechariah married into the family of Moses. Moses' brother was Levi, and Levi's descendant was Aaron, and Elizabeth is Aaron's child, or her descendant. It was sort of like marrying into the Billy Graham family. So here this couple have everything that anyone could ever ask for, except for one thing that they'd been praying for for 40 years. They'd been praying for a child. Every single night they would have their evening devotions together and they would bow their heads and they would pray for a baby. And the first 20 years went by and no baby came. Into their 30s, no baby came. Into their 40s, no baby came. And when it came to the 50s, they just decided to call it off. That's where God came into the picture. Let's look at how God uses a long night in order to bring a now. If you don't have a Bible, this is a great opportunity to pick up something really free this Christmas. In fact, take two and then get two more for free. That'll be our gift to you. Put them in people's stockings. That's our gift. Let's listen to this great text that God uses to talk about the long night. We're looking at Luke 1, 5-22. In the time of King Herod of Judah, there was a priest by the name of Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron. She came from a great family. Now once when Zechariah's division was on duty, he was serving as a priest before God. When you think of priests, don't think of a guy who just gets up and gives a talk once a week. Think of a person who every day worked in the temple. He cut firewood for the altars. He mended his garments. In those days, there were no janitors in the temple. There were no office managers. There were no secretaries. They put the bulletins together. They did everything, these priests. And so he was a very hardworking priest. Well, he was chosen by lot. Now, I love this. He was chosen by lot. Today, we would call it rolling the dice. It's a way of saying, dear God, do what you want. Today, sometimes we roll dice and we just think, well, let's let luck happen in my life. But in those days, they drew lots to find out who would do things. So they drew lot, and according to custom of the priesthood, Zach gets to go into the Holy of Holies. This is the most sacred part of the temple. As you see this screen behind me, you can see the Holy of Holies there, the very center of this temple. It would have been a scary place. It was a place where you would have the Ark of the Covenant there the great ark of God where the Ten Commandments were held. It would be a kind of place where you would want to get in and get out quick. Now their job was to go in and clean up the incense from the night before and then light some more incense and then hightail it out of there. That's how it was supposed to happen. This is what happens to Zechariah. When the time came for the burning of incense, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. I like to think of the great movie, The Last Emperor, all the people praying outside. Or think of Christmas Eve services. Here, if you're not coming to Christmas Eve here, you're missing out. All people are having their candles lit high as Zachariah goes into the Holy of Holies. Just a small parenthetical note. The Holy of Holies is still around. It's just not in the temple anymore. 
Jesus said, the Holy of Holies is in every heart that believes in Jesus Christ. The Holy of Holies is now in Amanda's heart, who was baptized earlier today. The Holy of Holies is still here. But Zechariah goes into this Holy of Holies. Now, he sees something other than just the ark. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. I don't know if you realize how kind of scary angels are, but put your eyes on these angels on each side of the corner of the room. Just a true story. Two or three weeks ago, I was up late at night. I wanted to do some studying. I forgot my Bible here at church, and I had to come down about 12 o'clock to the church. So I drove down, Haley and Star in bed. I'm just going to jump in, turn off the alarm, come up here, get the Bible. I forgot that they had put the angels in the room. So I came in, I opened the door, I hit the alarm, I walked in, I felt this presence over my head. I looked up and saw this angel just above my head. That's how Zechariah felt. When Zechariah saw this angel, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. That's what always God says to us. You can tell a God by what he says. And this God, our God, always says that, do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Maybe you're praying a prayer today that you just feel is not being answered. I can tell you that God is listening to your prayer. He has an answer for your prayer. You just might have to wait a little while like Zechariah for it to happen. But God has heard your prayer, he says to Zechariah. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you are to give him the name John, Johan. Jesus would later say that John was the greatest person ever born to human beings. He was a great person. The text says he will be a joy and a delight to you. Many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Well, Zechariah, in his 70th year, he looks at this angel, and he, after catching his breath, he says, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. This is not what you want to say to Gabriel, by the way. An answer, the angel answers him, I am Gabriel, which literally means warrior of God. This is an angel that was around back in the book of Daniel, who was, fight, who was standing in the middle of the flames when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are all there. He is standing in the midst of the flames. He is a warrior angel. He says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. And now, this angel, Gabriel, sends Zechariah into a long night. Nine months of a long night. And now he says, you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe in my words, which will come true at their proper time. And so for nine months, Zechariah is silent in his heart as Dan lifted up in the prayer. He was pondering these things deeply in his life. My favorite part of this verse is the next sentence, dangling with meaning. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he had stayed so long in the temple. What I want to lift up today is the long night that Zechariah had. What our focus today is, is the long night before the now. You can't have a great now moment in your life until you have a long night. Now, I'll just say as I start this message that I know there are two people in this room today. There are people here who are in a totally huge now moment. You are on your way to things that you have never imagined would ever happen in your life. You are so excited. You're overjoyed. You're ready to go. And what we would say to you is just go and ride that surfboard all the way into the shore. 
But if you are in a long night, this message is for you. Maybe you're in a long night of economic downturn. I have a dear friend in this church whose husband just went on furlough and she's been cut to one-third pay and they are into reserves and they're not sure exactly how far they can go. I know another person in this church who is in deep medical treatments and she's just kind of taking it day by day. She's in a long night. Now, of other people who are just waiting, they're just waiting for something, a job to come into their lives. They're waiting for something to come. We're going to see how God uses long nights. I've had a lot of long nights in my life. One of them was last night. Haley has a cold. I didn't sleep much. But I've also had a, long of, a lot of real long nights. The biggest long night of my life, I've told you many times. It was my senior year of college, and I dropped out. I was lost. I had no direction. I had no purpose or focus or vision for my life. I was just in this long, long, long night. Remember in the middle of that really tough time in my life, I went down to a video store, which I know you'll have a hard time believing this, was full of VHSs back then <laughs> and not DVDs. I went into this video store and I picked out a video on the shelf called Legends of the Fall. And I remember taking that video home. And I don't know if you've read that book or you've seen that movie. It's about a key person named Tristan who began his life in a now moment. Remember he went to World War I to help his, his brother stay out of danger. But then he came home. He came home from the war and he spiraled into this long, long, long night. He tried to avoid the long night. He tried to just kind of travel the world and get it out of his system. But he couldn't. Brad Pitt, who played Tristan, couldn't. My favorite, favorite line in this came from a Cree Indian by the name of One Stab. And this, this sentence that he told Tristan in the movie sank deep into my heart during my long night. And I would just ask that it maybe seep deep, deep into your heart today. This is what One Stab said. Some people hear their own inner voices with great clearness, and they live by what they hear. Such people either become crazy or they become legends. Let me say that again. Some people hear their own inner voices with great clearness. They live by what they hear. Such people either become crazy or they become legends. We might change that a little bit today and say, some people live by God's inner voice. And they either seize a now moment or they let it go. We'll talk about the role of now moments. And we'll talk about the role of long, long nights. I heard about a monk who was a uh, starting monk. He wanted to go into a monastery. This head monk said, well, I'm going to have to impose on you a, th a three-year vow of silence if you want to be a monk. This monk said, okay, I can do that. But the monk said, now, after this three-year vow of silence, I want you to come out and just say two words. Huh, I can do that, said the monk. So he went in for a period of three months, and then he came out. Now the head monk said, well, what are your two great words after three years in, in uh, your silence? He said this, food cold. Food cold? That's what you're saying after three years? <coughs> he went back for another three years. He sent him back to another three years of silence. He came back after another three years, and the head monk said, well, what, what, is, your, what is your words after th three years? He came back and said, Robe dirty. Robe dirty. What is up with that? So he said, go back for another three years. So he sent him back for another three years. He'd been in nine years of deep silence in his life. He came back. He said, what are your two words? The kid said, I quit. <laughs> you quit 
Well, you know what, said the head monk. You know, I'm not surprised. For the last nine years, it's just been one complaint after another from you. Oh, come on, that was better than that. (laughs) God uses long nights in our lives. There has never been a now moment that wasn't preceded by a long night. Way back in the middle of the desert, a man named Moses, who we already talked to, was deep in the desert. He was running from himself. He was running from the Egyptians. And he encountered a now moment in that middle of the desert place. The bush said, I am who I am. Then, not too long after that, Moses led three million Jews into the middle of the desert period. They were eventually to find the promised land, but not before they had a long night of 40 years in the middle of the wilderness. A man named Jesus was born as a baby in a manger, and 33 years later, 33 years, he was found himself in the middle of a wilderness of his own, a long night, tempted by the devil. But Jesus then came out of that and preached the greatest sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount. And we don't like to think about it this time of year, but this baby would grow up to be a 33-year-old man, and we would nail him to a cross. And that cross happened on a Friday afternoon. But two days later, on a morning, on Easter morning, he came back to life again. We couldn't have the resurrection without the long night before You and I need to be in that long. Now, I just want to say, long nights don't have to be these deep, dark, foreboding, tragic experiences. Maybe it's just a period of waiting in your life. Now, I'll tell you what our problem is. We like to avoid our long nights, whatever cost. We'll do anything to avoid the long nights. We tend to avoid them with contraptions and distractions and all kinds of avoidances. I mean, even Christmas itself. Have you noticed? This season is like the greatest avoidance. The stuff that we put on. Have you seen this stuff? There was, a, there was this thing online where it showed a motorcade of Korean Santas. <laughs> what gives? I'm sorry if you are a Santa from Korea this morning, but... Here are some presents this year that are total avoidances. It is a... Look at this. This is an egg separator on the right. It's how you separate a yolk from a egg white. It just goes through the thing. We have so many things to avoid kind of the long night of our lives. Sometimes people are just really busy. That's how they avoid their long nights. They're just always busy. You ever meet someone like this? Just perpetually busy. They're always running off to something or another. One time Mary... And Martha were sitting at Jesus' feet. And uh, Mary was there and Martha was just off cooking and cleaning pots and pans. And Jesus said, Martha, you're busy with so many things, but only one thing is important. Come and sit at my feet. Don't let busyness get in the way of your long night. Sometimes success can be the thing that distracts us from our long night. I hate to talk about kind of public news in church because our God transcends all of the things that happen in this world. But this last week, we found out about our hero, one of the great golf legends of all time, who has fallen. Now, we all are not perfect, but we might wonder why this person fell the way he did. We might suggest that it was sort of one success after another but that he hadn't ever had a long night. He's about to have one now. Maybe it'll be the best thing that ever happens to him. Don't avoid your long night. 
Have you ever been in a party with some Christmas time or you're walking Vine Street and everybody else is just really happy around you and you're kind of in this little moment and you feel kind of guilty about kind of not being like where everyone else is? I want to relieve you of that guilt today. You're in your long night. Just be in your long night. Just soak it up. But the most important thing to take home today is this. God is at the very center of your long night. He is there. Favorite illustration about this is, is a great African-American preacher named Gardner Taylor who was preaching up a storm in New York City back in Brooklyn in the days. And Gardner Taylor learned how to preach back in Louisiana, back in the bayou. He learned to preach in a little batten board little church where there were only a couple of people. Now, this was in the days before electricity, so there was a light bulb that hung down. Just This was the only real light in the whole church, and it was just there. That was the only light. In the middle of this worship service, this beginning preacher was really nervous. He had no podium, and uh, he, was just, he, was, he was trying to preach. This light flickered on and flickered off and flickered on and flickered off. Then it went dark, and this kid didn't know where he was going to go. Wise African-American in the back he spoke up and he said, Preacher, you preach on, because we can still see Jesus in the dark. <laughs> My big question to you day, today is, can you still see Jesus in the dark? He's there. He's there. Great preacher Earl Palmer once said, Always remember in the darkness what you have seen in the light. And the now always comes. The now always comes. Would you say that with me? The now always comes. I want you saying it as you're listening to K-Life this week. The now always comes. And it came for Zachariah. In about his 70th year, in Elizabeth's 69th year, a baby was born to these people. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he's to be called John. They said to her, Well, there's no one among your relatives whose name is John. Then they made signs to his father, Zechariah, to find out what he would like to name the child. He was going, Mmm, mmm. They brought him a tablet to write on, and he wrote, His name is John. And the child was born. In a week and a half time, we will have a child born to us too. And his name is Jesus. Let's pray. God, we ask that these words today would transcend this time. I ask that they would speak deeply into people's hearts who are in a long night. Lord, if there's anyone here today who doesn't know how they will make it through the long night that they would still see Jesus in the darkness. Lord, if there are people here today who are in the now, we ask that they would just continue to live in the now. We know that you are the God of all times, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.